Joshua chapter 10. I'm going to start with verse number 6. I know sometimes Brother Danny, Sister Cheryl, being gone can make make every kind of feel make us feel like we're we're thrown off a little bit but I got to tell you this crew did a great job tonight I was here in practice they spent the day they spent the day they did a great job amen they are preaching in Toledo Ohio tonight and uh, today did a choir clinic there this weekend and um, preaching this morning and tonight, Brother Danny called me. I think they said they had four get the Holy Ghost in the service this morning. Good things happening. Gentry has his first um, experience with preaching three times on Sunday at three different churches. So he preached in Plymouth, Indiana at 10 o'clock, in Winnemac, Indiana at 1 o'clock, and in Walkerton, Indiana at 6 o'clock. And uh, so he'll come in w- probably whispering uh, tonight, but that's good. Oh, Lord, that gives us a break. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, thank the Lord for what he's doing. Brother Jacob and Sister Christina are preaching in Lafayette today, filling in in the absence of a pastor. And so... I thank God we've got some young men that are taking this gospel and they're carrying it on. Amen. Joshua chapter 10, verse number 6. And the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp of Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand. Thank you, Brother Sam. Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not be a man of them stand before thee. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon. Chased them along the way that goeth to Betharon and smote them at Azak and unto Mackinac. And it came, I'm glad I live in Frankfurt. And it came to pass as they fled from before Israel and were in the going down of Beth Haran, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven up upon them in Azekah, and they died, and were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Don't mess with God. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said unto the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. 
And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood, stood still in the midst of heaven and hastened not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of man. For the Lord fought for Israel. And Joshua returned and all Israel with him unto the camp to Gilgal. Are you noticing something in this scripture? He keeps going back to Gilgal. Verse 42, in all these kings in their land did Joshua take at one time because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. And Joshua returned and all Israel with him unto the camp of Gilgal. I'm going to preach by the help of the Lord tonight and your help. Going back to Gilgal. Going back to Gilgal. Lord, help us tonight to preach what you have laid upon our heart. Lord, let your word find its lodging place in our hearts tonight, Lord. Accomplish the purpose for which you have sent your word. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We give you honor. And we give you praise and we magnify you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to three or four people around you and tell them, let's go back to Gilgal. You could be seated. Well, you're not sure you want to go back there, huh? The scripture records five times when Joshua returned to Gilgal. Gilgal is not only the first place that Israel camped in the promised land, but it was the place that Israel continually went back to. Why does Israel keep going back to Gilgal? What is it that causes them to continue to go back to Gilgal? Of course, it was a place of special meaning to them. It was where Israel spent its first night of freedom. It was their first dwelling place in the promised land. They came out of the land of bondage. They crossed Jordan and they camped in Gilgal. There are some places in our lives that are so special to us that something makes us want to just go back there. We want to go visit. We want to go back. To the place. Places that we, we need to revisit from time to time. Places that we want to go back to from time to time. Something within us, a space of time passes, but then there is something within us that causes us to, to just want to go back. 
I remember the old camp house that I used to go to on the Sabine River as a kid growing up. I spent many, many weekends there with my brother-in-law, and we would, we would fish. Never really caught a whole lot of fish, but we spent a lot of times and told a lot of fish stories. We had good times and bad times there, a lot of good memories through my very difficult teenage years in the early part of my teenage, preteen and early teenage years, some difficult times in my life that I spent there. And occasionally when I go back home and I have a little time on my hand, I'll, I'll just drive out there. It looks different today. I remembered it being quite different than, than the way I see it now when I go back. I, it is almost not even recognizable. It looks nothing like I remember it looking. I, I go back, and, and but yet just going back there, it reminds me of certain moments, events, and times and places. I, every time I drive home, I, I drive through St. Augustine, Texas. And St. Augustine, Texas is just a little small town along the highway on my way back home about an hour and a half or so from where I was raised. But it was very close to and near to uh, the place where my, my dad pastored. And that little church there in St. Augustine had a, had a, a baptismal tank that set outdoors. It's gone now. And but it's set under a great big giant pine tree. And a few years ago, they, they cut down the old pine tree. But the little white church still stands along the eastern side of Highway 96 on the north side of St. Augustine. And when I drive through, there's never a time that goes by that I don't tap my brake and break the cruise control and I slow down the vehicle, and I drive slowly through, and although they've heard it time and time again when I drive through, I, I tell my boys, that's where I was baptized in Jesus' name. If I have time on my trips, oftentimes I take a little 10-minute jog off of that road just a little while south of that location, and I drive over to a little church in the middle of nowhere in a little community called Rosevine, and I'll drive by. Last year we came through and they were doing a, a job. I was surprised to find they were putting tile in the foyer of the church and the pastor and a couple of men that I recognized were there working, and we pulled off the road and got out. We went, and it was a special surprise for them and for us alike, and I went in and walked through the building and walked over into what is now the fellowship hall we walked over and I walked up to the area now where there's a counter where they would serve in their kitchen, but that was a place where there used to be there used to be an altar there. And I showed it to my boys and I walked to the place about where it was and I said, right here. Right here is the place where the Lord filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I know it would mean nothing for you to go back there because there's no sights to see and Nobody really would, would get a real kick out of it. But I got to tell you, it's my Gilgal. It's my place where that I go back to and I find uh, certain memories and certain moments that I'm reminded of. Everybody needs to go back to that place that has special meaning to them. 
Gilgal. It was where they spent their first night of freedom. It was their first dwelling place in the promised land. Uh, it, there's, there, there's just those, those moments in those places. Sometimes we all need to go back to that place. There's some places that we go back to that may not be places that are so far removed from us. They may be closer places, but it's places where we seem to always go to to get back on track with the Lord. It's my prayer closet. It's my place where God spoke to me. There's a, uh, there's a chair in my living room. doesn't get sitting in as often as most of the chairs in our living room. But it's a place that I remember where the Lord spoke some specific direction to me. It's a place that I go to from time to time in the wee hours of the morning when I'll slide out of bed and walk downstairs while the family's asleep and I'll go sit down in that chair and I'll talk to the Lord. It's my Gilgal. For Israel, that place was literally called Gilgal. Gilgal for Israel was a place of remembrance, Joshua the fourth chapter in the 19th verse said the people came up out of Jordan on the 10th day in the first month and they encamped in Gilgal and on the east border of Jericho. Joshua chapter 4 verse 20 says, And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan did they pitch or did they put up in Gilgal. You see they came through Jordan with a miraculous provision from the Lord. And when they were coming up out after the Lord had parted the waters, the Lord inspired them and they said, take some stones out of the Jordan and come and build it up as a memorial. And when you build that memorial, I want you to build the memorial in Gilgal. And they would go back to Gilgal and they would remember what the Lord had done for them. Remembered how God brought them through. They remembered the miracle of the Jordan parting. Wouldn't that be awesome? To have such a testimony of remembering where the Lord had done such a phenomenal miracle. They remembered their deliverance out of the wilderness and the promised land. Gilgal was a place of remembrance. Gilgal was also a place of renewal. In Joshua chapter 5 verse 5 it said, All the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness, by the way, as they came forth out of Egypt, they circumcised not. Joshua 5 and 9 says, And the Lord said to Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Wherefore, the name of that place, again, it was Gilgal until this day. It was the place of separation from the old world. It was the place they had been delivered from. It was the place where they had come out of bondage and now they are beginning a brand new covenant with the Lord. It was a covenant of law now where now those that were circumcised would remember their place of, of, of activating the covenant that God had made with them. 
It was a life-changing experience for them. It was a, a place where the reproach of, of Israel had now been lifted. They no longer had to be ashamed of the bondage and the season that they spent in Egypt because now it had been rolled away and it had been removed. It was a place that where their entire life had been changed. God had provided quail and manna, but now there were some things that were going to change. Everything now is going to be new. It was a place of circumcision. It was a place of renewal. It was a place where God now had renewed his covenant with them. 400 years of bondage is now over, and Gilgal marks the place where it is done, it is finished, it is behind them. Now they are moving into a new covenant with the Lord and where God gave his people now a brand new victory. They had heard about the land that flowed with milk and honey. It was a promise to them. But now in Gilgal they are experiencing the promise. Gilgal is a place of restoration. Joshua chapter 5 and verse 10 says, And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal. And kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month, even in the plains of Jericho. See, when they came over, Israel experienced many, many Passovers. The Passover was not just one simple little Passover, but the Passover happened over and over again for Israel. There was the Passover lamb that was slain. There was the death angel that came, but the blood applied to the, to, the, to the doorpost released them from the curse, and the Passover was now completed. There's now the passing over of the Red Sea. There is now, when they came out of bondage 40 years later, there is now the passing over of the Jordan, and they're passing over now into the land of promise. They get to Gilgal, and the Bible said that again they kept the Passover. The sentence of extinction had now been extinguished. God would once again make Israel a people. How could they possibly forget the place called Gilgal? They once again were going to become a nation. They were, they were forced into slavery for 400 years, but now in Gilgal they celebrate because the promises of God has now come to fruition. For us, ladies and gentlemen, our Gilgal is where Jesus Christ has become our Passover at Calvary. And we who were not a people, the scripture said, now are the people of God. We who were in the world without hope now have a God and have a new name that is written down in glory. We who had not a Savior now has a Savior through the great high priest, Jesus Christ. We now have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I have a Gilgal, and it is the point where he made a way for us. We lived in the bondage of Egypt, but now we have come out to a brand new hope and a brand new day. The circumcision has now been done, and the old man has been cut away, but 
now through baptism we have taken on the name of Jesus and now we are new creatures in Christ Jesus all things have passed away and behold all things have become new I'm not what I used to be but thank God I now have a brand new beginning I have a new start it's my Gilgal it's my place of restoration Oh, somebody ought to stand to your feet and give God praise tonight because he has given you a place of restoration. Do you remember where it was? Do you remember where you were? Do you remember when it was that he restored you? Come on, give him praise in the house. Hallelujah. The fourth thing. I won't tarry long tonight. The fourth thing I want you to know about Gilgal is that they returned to Gilgal because Gilgal was a place of realization. It was their, their come to Jesus meeting when they started thinking differently. It was a moment of realization. It's like that moment that the phone rings and somebody says, Brother and Sister Jordan, how do you deal with kids growing up? I don't know. I'm still waiting for mine to get there. <laughs> Pastor, how do you let go when they get grown? I don't know. I got 121, about to be 22. I still hadn't let go. It's that moment of realization. It's like, oh my word. My brother looked at me the other day and said, I'm 60. I just wanted you all to know that. <laughs> Since he is my much older brother. I, I was like, say, say what? That used to sound old. Now it's just a number. I feel like I'm running fast as I can trying to keep up with him. You know those moments when it like dawns on you. What? My kids are grown. Where'd life go? I'm at retirement age. What happened? Those moments. I once was free and now I'm married. It's going to happen. You better hope you find a good one. Because it's for keeps. The children of Israel returned to Gilgal. Because it was a place of realization. Joshua 5 and 11 says, they ate of the, of the corn of the land. And they ate the unleavened cakes and the parched corn that they ate in Gilgal. Understand, 40 years on quail and manna. I can't get my crew to go to the same restaurant two times 
We talk about warming up leftovers and they complain, want to go somewhere else. We want fresh, we want fresh food today. Oh, don't look at me like that. I know how hard to please you are. No, no, no. We went to Pizza Hut yesterday. We, it was last week, Pizza Hut. It's got to be Applebee's tonight. No, oh, we had Mexican three weeks ago. Let's do something different. Because you want change. Imagine 40 years. You women couldn't make it in the same shoes for 40 years. They didn't even go out of style. Clothes didn't wear out, no excuse. Gilgal was a place of realization. They come through, they've been eating quail and manna. And the scripture said, now they ate corn from the land in Gilgal. The manna ceased for 40 years. God had provided for them quail and manna. But now things changed. Because now no longer is God going to supply their need with quail and manna. But now God says, I've given you a land that flows with milk and honey. And the land will now sustain you. Before I spoon fed it to you and handed it to you in the wilderness because you thought it was so rough in the wilderness so I just gave it to you. All you had to do was throw a tent flap back, get up, walk outside, pick it up, bring it in, just bring enough in for today because tomorrow I'll give it to you all over again. But now I'm going to put you back on the principle that I founded the earth. Now you're going to have to go out and gather it and you can gather for the future and you can have more than you need for today. But, and, but your diet is going to change now. It won't just be quail and manna. Now now you're going to be able to have a full diet. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. There are grapes in the land. There's everything you want and need in the land. You just have to go out and get it. It's now changed. What is this change about? It's at Gilgal where they first ate of the corn because God is saying, I want you to realize that you are going to reap the benefits of this land. There is everything in your life going to change, but there are benefits in the land. I know there's been a lot of distractions while I preach tonight and about 500 people have walked in and out while I'm preaching. But if you'll give me about five minutes right now, I'm going to preach the house down because the Lord, because the Lord has given you everything that you need. He's changed everything about you. But if some of you feel like I can't give up my diet of, of, of quail and manna, I can't give up my friends of the past, he's saying everything's going to change. But I'm going to give you everything you need. I'll give you new friends, new relationships. I'll give you whatever you need. I will supply your need. Realize it. You are now in the promised land. You're now where we've been talking about. And God is saying whatever you need. I'm going to supply it. I'll give it to you because you're now in the promised land. Gilgal was a reminder. You're not just visiting. I hope you get what I'm preaching tonight. You're not just visiting. Gilgal says this ought to feel like home. Your Gilgal ought to not feel like a place that you just visit once in a while. If the presence of the Lord is uncomfortable for you, well, I'm just uncomfortable. There is something wrong. 
you haven't really passed over yet. You're still, you're still linked up. You may not be in the bondage of Egypt, but you haven't come out of the wilderness. The place you ought to feel the most comfortable ought to be in the presence of God, in the power of the Holy Ghost. You ought to not stand back and have to be begged to step in to the flow of the Holy Ghost. When God begins to move, you ought to be reminded it's Gilgal. This is where I first tasted the heavenly gift. This is the promise. This is my hope of eternal life. I need more of it. I want to go back to it. I can't live without it. Take me back to Gilgal. Gilgal was a reminder that this is a place of provision. Don't ever think that God is going to leave you alone and make you die where you are. But Gilgal is just a down payment of what the promised land is going to be like. (laughs) What you're feeling here is not the promised land. What we have here is not the promised land. The Holy Ghost is not the promised land. It's just the earnest down payment. It's just the down payment of what we are promised on the other side. Gilgal is is the place of realization. It is the place of realization that this world is not my own. Oh, this is just a down payment of what is to come. He'll supply your need here, but he is ultimately going to take you there. I'm closing. I know that shocked some of you. Gilgal was a place of revelation. Joshua 5.13 And it came to pass when Joshua was was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and behold hmm And behold, he saw it. There stood a man over against him with a sword drawn. And in his hand. And Joshua went to him. And he said, did you come to kill us? Or did you come to kill our adversaries? <laughs> verse 14 said this angel of the Lord spake back. He said, I haven't come to kill you or your adversary. But I come as captain of the host of the Lord. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and he worshiped there. I'm trying to tell you tonight that at Gilgal is a place of revelation It was the moment of revelation for Joshua where he realized 
I think it's either black or white. I think either he's come to kill me or kill them. But he said, no, I just come to let you know I'm the captain of the host. And I'm in charge and you're not and they're not. Is there anybody in the house tonight that wants to go back to Gilgal? To that place of restoration and renewal and refreshing and revelation. To that place where you first met the Lord. To that place where you will be reminded about where you came from and where you're going to. Is there anybody in the house tonight that wants to go to Gilgal? The place where the angel of the Lord shows up and ministers to you. And Joshua realizes that the power of Gilgal and he begins to worship there. Is there anybody in the house tonight that would want to step out from where you are and say I'm going back to Gilgal tonight I'm going to that place tonight of renewal and refreshing and restoration I'm going back there tonight 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 Come on, he wants you got to go there. It's a journey. It's a journey.